part of the philosophy is that if we want Democrats to win in November, then we have to get Democrats out to vote in the March primary. Some of us may have done this. We know people who have done it where they're like, well, Republicans are going to win anyway. So I might as well go and vote in the Republican primary so that I can you know, sort of pick the least worst person. Mm-hmm. And I would just ask y'all, are we getting better or worse Republicans? Welcome to Over the Ledge Live, the podcast, the number one and some say only political satire show based solely on the Texas legislature. I'm Amy Lowry and I'm glad you're here. It's a new year, but the same Texas, which is good for us. We just can't learn anything new these days because we're too consumed by trying to figure out the new CDC guidelines. It's almost as if Elizabeth Holmes is running the CDC now. Over the Ledge gives you... (laughs) of a behind-the-scenes look at the shenanigans of the Texas legislature by decoding political headlines and legislators' behavior into easy-to-understand single-ant jokes. We're just as funny, but not as famous. Yet! Let's meet our guest tonight. First up, we have our beloved Aaron Salinas. Aaron is an award-winning writer, director, and actor with a love for brisket, breakfast tacos, and learning to live with lactose intolerance, who, frankly, (laughs) is always late on the rent. A native Texan, you can find Aaron listening to Selena or in the aisles of an H-E-B when we're not in stage five. He is vaxxed and boosted and thinks you should be too. Welcome, Aaron Salinas. What's happening, y'all? Um, yeah, that is, uh, I, I'm not doing um, any kind of resolutions, but I am taking my uh, lactose intolerance seriously this year. That's, that's what I'm promising myself. Great. Let's see okay. how long it lasts. <laughs> Second, we have a very special special guest for you, Over the Ledge alumna, Dana Yanishak. You, you may not recognize her, but she played Greg Abbott in Over the Ledge Part 4. <laughs> Dana is a queer actress, model, comedian, and healthcare worker in Austin, Texas. She loves to talk about healthcare, ways to prevent COVID transmission, and of course, how Texas politics is wrapped up into all of that. Outside of the hospital, you can regularly catch her perform at the very nerdy and super secret Tiny Minotaur Tavern. It's like a speakeasy meets D&D Renaissance Festival (laughs) interactive fantasy land. Go to tinyminotaur.com to book a session. Welcome, Dana. It's great to be back, y'all. It's great to see you. What happened to my bald cap? (laughs) I know. (laughs) Well, or gray hair. <laughs> Someone stole that bald cap. Really? By the way. I don't have it. I don't have it. I just I remember it why. flying off in the middle of a show. <laughs> I think I remember that. <laughs> Tonight, our very special celebrity guest is Carrie Collier Brown. Carrie Collier Brown is co founder and chair of Texas Blue Action Democrats, a, d- a neighborhood based network mobilizing progressive suburban voters in Texas. Started in January 2018 in Southwest Austin, Blue Action raised over $150,000 and trained over 400 volunteers in two years. Carrie also co-hosts the Left in Texas podcast and is a member of Planned Parenthood's Austin Community Board. Carrie is senior counsel with Lock Lord LLP with 20 years experience in energy regulatory law and policy. Welcome, Carrie Collier-Brand over the ledge. Glad to be here. (laughs) I didn't realize you were a senior partner. 
senior counsel, not a partner. Senior counsel. Yep. Still. I, I have small children. I, I had twin, six month old twins when I moved over to this firm. So I was like, I cannot, I can't build those kind of hours oh right now. So, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Wow. I like to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Finally, we have the creator and the ruler of the Over the Ledge Empire who needs no introduction, Stephanie, I'm not the drama, Chiarello. Hello. That's my resolution this year, Aaron, is I'm not going to be the drama. Not my circus, not my elephant. I'm Finally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tonight, we're going to change the format a little bit and go straight into our games. Okay, audience, let me tell you how this podcast works. On tonight's episode, Aaron and Dana are competing against each other for the coveted Most Knowledgeable Comedian in Austin Award. Oh, my gosh. Comedians, please. <laughs> oh. Yep. Oh. It's big. <laughs> hold on to my hat. That's the appropriate reaction. Comedians, please be aware that you can each phone a friend three times if you're stuck on a question. And by friend, we mean Carrie Collier Brown. Put <laughs> it the wrong way. <laughs> this award is given to the comedian who knows the most about Texas politics, according to the outcome of the games on our show. Stephanie, show the award. Wow. Well, <laughs> it does kind of look like a hot dog. You're not. You're not wrong. <laughs> oh. <laughs> is, that, is that a bowling pin? I think. Why? Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. Cool. Don't we say it's the hand of a gavel, though? It's. <laughs> yeah, it's the it's the it justice. Looks... If you look at it this way, it's like a justice gavel. Ooh. Got it. Yeah, the okay. justice gavel has two bowlers on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what they are. <laughs> Wait, justice could go through like the gutter ball or something. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That seems appropriate. Whoa. So appropriate. <laughs> Whoever wins gets their picture taken with our special guest, Carrie Collier Brown. And Carrie will post the picture on social media. Announcing totally. that the winning comedian is muscular. So I was gonna ask Stephanie, did she ask Carrie if it was okay with her? She no. Was, no. I barely reminded <laughs> Carrie that this was happening tonight. So. <laughs> By the way. Um, since Carrie is a campaign guru, our first game is called To Run or Not to Run, A Candidate Story. As always, comedians can ask her for uh, help a total of three times apiece between the two games they play. And Carrie, feel free to jump in at any time. But remember, this is Texas and nobody gets anywhere from any help from anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Take it away, Stephanie. All right. Wonderful. Dana. You get to go first because well, you are the guest comedian. And Carrie, do you want to tell us what GSD stands for? The the real version. It's the Get Shit Done Club. Yes. All right. <laughs> okay. So Carrie likes to get shit done. So let's learn a little bit about that shit and what it's getting done. Dana, <laughs> here's your first question. How many votes does a candidate need to win in order to win a race, how many votes does a candidate need to win by in order to win a race? I'm going to give you multiple choice. Don't Wait, worry. Okay. I was like, in what kind of election? Yes, that's a <laughs> lot. That's a very broad okay. brush. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> well, look, if you knew how to campaign, okay, you would totally know what I was asking for here. Okay. Which means I have failed to ask a good question. So, Tom, <laughs> let's just turn this whole thing off. It's my second <laughs> failure. Okay, here. You, you're going to get multiple choice. Multiple choice. So how many votes does a candidate need to win by, right? When they're like, you've won. What's yeah. that count? 
is it 50% of the votes plus 1% of those who voted? B, is it 50% of the votes plus one vote? Is it C, 51% of the votes? Or D, 50% of the votes plus 1% of those who voted who live in the candidate's precinct? Son of a biscuit! <laughs> but you know what I think? What do you think? Oh, shoot. Okay. Uh, I hope I don't sound like I'm a dead as a doornail. That means I got a stupid head, but um, I can't. Oh, gosh. Okay. Can we say. I still think this is a pretty broad question, but. Yeah. Uh... G. 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 I said D. I said D, not G. What? I like I like G. your style. If you say like G, that style. could be C, that could be D. Okay, let me try oh, again. You, let you... me try again. If there are 10 people, you're running, 10 people voted. Yeah. Do you need to win by five votes plus one more vote? Oh, it's going to work for the percentages, too. I screwed <laughs> all this up. Yeah, so wait, 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 wait. But I want to say... the. I think it was D, right? Where 50% plus, or is it just 51%? That's what I thought. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you the answer. We're going to put an asterisk by this question. It is... I know the answer. Okay, hey, Carrie. Carrie, tell us. It's, Carrie it's B. It's yeah, B. Phone a friend. Okay. I, D, it is D? B, no, B, B is in B. boy. Oh, okay. 50% plus one vote. Okay. What? <laughs> that makes well, sense. That that well, does right, make you, sense. Yes. Right, that's the majority. Win. That's okay. a simple majority, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's where I was getting confused here. Okay. Stephanie. Those were, where, those because, were confusing answers. Well, because <laughs> does awesome. it depend on the election? No. Like, and it just, it's always 51%. Yeah. Because even in Texas, if you right. don't, like, if you have multiple people running, so you have, say, a Democrat, a Republican, and independent, yeah. um, then we have a runoff system. So they'll go to a runoff. Uh, okay. Well, that's actually not always true because what happened? I mean, Rick Perry recounts? won. With, Rick Perry won with like thirty percent of the vote. What? Well, in a in the in a general, general store, uh, um, see, there this are is where I'm getting Here, I got in my Texas primary, history book yeah, right over is, there on right. my <laughs> library. I have it. He <laughs> got his go. degree in animal husbandry. I, I love pointing that fact out that he got cows married <laughs> and then he ran our state. <laughs> and, he took a, and he took a class called Meats. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, I would love to take a class club called Meats. That probably won him a few votes. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Is that a question? Can I get a question about Meats? <laughs> It'll be a bonus question. All right. I'm just going to, our takeaway here is you just need one more vote than the other guy. Yeah. True. That's, that's yeah. the takeaway. We're going to put a little asterisk here, Amy. We'll see if this question matters later in the points. Okay. Aaron, mm -hmm. voters can traditionally be broken down into which three Democratic, also known as demographic, categories? A, the Democratic core, the persuadable core, and the Republican core. B, hardcore. Soft core <laughs> and liquid magma core. Oh, I know those categories. C, good people, bad people, and aliens. Or D, the Democratic core, the Republican core, 
and what people in the industry called lazies. I used to love an easier question than data. I kind of feel like it's a dating app. Like, hey, who are you interested in? <laughs> Magma. <laughs> uh, what, uh, tell me A and B again. A is Democratic core, persuadable core, and Republican core. B, you just want me to say these words again. Hard no, okay, so core, it wasn't B. Soft core and liquid magma core. I kind of want to say A, because that's basically Democrat, Republican, and then independent. Like who the independents are like swayable in the policies of that year, correct? So I'm going to say A. Wow. You're correct. Like you're right. Good Wait, job. Carrie, you want to give a little more, a little more background? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I mean, I would actually add a, a fourth um, category because I think that uh, assumes sort of the pie is, is baked, that only people who have voted in the past are the ones who are going to vote again. And part of the reason why we sort of blew action is because I really think that we should um, uh, expand our idea of what persuadables are. And persuadables, I think in our experience, the, the, the better use of time is persuading people who already agree with us to vote rather than persuading mm. people who have been voting Republican to now vote Democratic. That's exceedingly hard to do. And people who tell you that, um, you know, they vote Republican sometimes, and Democratic sometimes, almost always entirely vote Republican all the time. <laughs> so, But there are tons of people, you know, we need to expand the electorate, especially in a state like Texas, where we are routinely dead last or close to dead last in the number of people um, who actually show up to vote. Like it is, there are still um, millions of eligible and registered voters who don't show up. And part of that is because the, you know, the Democratic Party doesn't go out and talk to those folks. Um, and, and that's for a bunch of reasons, you know, resources, the state is freaking huge. Like there's, there's a lot of reasons for that. But I, I would hope that um, in addition to Republican voters, Democratic voters, and, um, you know, any kind of persuadable voters that we also persuade people to be voters who aren't already voters. Smart. Back to you, Dana. Uh-huh. What are the four C's of a good campaign message? A, clear, cool, collected, and calm. B, clear, concise, calm, and convincing. C, clear, concise, contrasting, and convincing. Okay. Or D, calm, collected, crafted, and common. Okay, that, that's, that's really, that's an easy one. Obviously. <laughs> that's yeah. so. It's a toss-up. It's, it's really. Underhand. Um, and it has to be in the correct order, right? It, it can be in any order, but the oh. four words are pretty important. Which four they are. Okay. So. What was A again? That was... A is clear, cool, collected, and calm. B is clear, concise, calm, convincing. I was... C is clear, concise, contrasting, convincing. D is Ooh. calm, collected, crafted, common. All right, Carrie. <laughs> I'm thinking... It's C on C. 
C. I, ha- I have no idea. I think it's a C. <laughs> I think it's C. I'm saying it's C, Carrie. You're okay. right. I, it's hey. C. That sounds right. I just wanted awesome. to tell you, Carrie. I got that one. You got it. <laughs> I Dodge, you want duck, to be clear, yeah. concise. You want to contrast yourself against yeah, the opponent. That sounds. You want to convince. That sounds like a textbook term that you would be again at a uh, I don't know uh, a Marriott sitting around <laughs> with your constituents having really bad tea and orange juice and all that, and then there's that PowerPoint of the seas. Yeah. <laughs> In that ballroom, yeah, everything oh, yeah. sort of stained. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah, like I should have clean. included Colin. Okay, Aaron, <laughs> you get uh, question four is two parts because they're both true false. Okay, so mm-hmm. you only get half a credit for part A and half for part B. True or false, Aaron? A candidate can look up your voting history to see when you voted and in what elections you voted. Uh, true. You're correct. Yeah, because I, I remember I read that somewhere in college. I was like, this feels illegal, but <laughs> I, I guess the right people said, nah, it's not. And we just kind of said, okay. Well, so Carrie, do you want to expand? Do, do people know that Aaron voted for Ted Cruz? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I typically do vote for, you know, an, you know, a, a, the a, worst an, person on the ballot. No, I, I typically <laughs> try and, and peer through and see, like, if I can get some representation. Um, I try not to vote for the white guy. Yeah. Okay. I'll leave it there. Um, but I do try to make it a point where, like, oh, no, I'm not falling for that, Cruz. I'm not falling for it. <laughs> Teodoro, I'm not falling for it. For Rafael. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so I, th- that's actually a great question because people, you know, get confused or don't realize this. But um, the fact that you're registered to vote is public information. Um, the fact that you voted and in which elections you voted, both primaries and in general elections and in the other, you know, sort of nonpartisan local elections, all public. Um, but who you voted for is, of course, secret. Um, but if you, you know, in this state, you don't register as a Democrat or Republican in Texas. Um, but when you go and vote in a primary, you ask for either the Republican ballot or the Democratic ballot. So it would be public, uh, information, which primary you vote in. So whether or not you voted in a Republican primary or a Democratic primary. Thank you. Okay. Aaron, part B, true or false. If you get a phone call from a candidate asking if you'll support them and you say, I don't know, you're guaranteed to never be contacted by them again. <laughs> True or false? I have been guilty of saying I'm a convicted felon when I do get those calls, so they stop calling me. Um, does, does that work? It does. On two separate occasions, that's worked. Um, I'm going to say... Uh, uh, false. They, I, they can keep calling you is what I want. So if that's true or false. They can keep calling. you. They will keep calling. You. They will. They will keep calling. Yeah. Calling. So. You know what the easiest way to get, to get them to stop calling you um, is to vote early. So as soon as oh. you vote, that information gets to the candidates, um, you know, database within about 24 hours and you will come off the list. So as soon as you vote on the very first day and they will stop calling. That is a get out the vote strategy right there. Yeah, that is- Why isn't that on billboards? Aaron, we Aaron, tell people gotta, that. 
Yeah, that's been, that's been part of our our stuff for for a while. Um, because especially, you know, they'll they should stop texting you if they're still calling and texting you. That means their consultant is cheating them out of money. <laughs> I don't well, know. Gonna my, that back. My, my system kind of works. Just telling them I'm a felon. <laughs> Dana, what were you going to ask? Yeah, what's your crime, Aaron? Oh, uh, I I. I, I don't have that much street cred. I don't know. Okay. I just, if they would like, if they would okay. ask me, be like, that's an invasion of privacy. You're Jeez. like, too many parking tickets. Yeah, just, right. just waiting outside a movie theater too long. Like, Jesus, dude, it's, it's Terminator 2. Nobody wants to see this. Where are you waiting in line for it? Like, no. Take You're me like, I opened somebody soliciting. else's mail. Yeah. That's a felony. I opened my roommate's it's a mail. It's <laughs> a felony. So to piggyback on that, I think what people think is like, oh, I just want to make this phone call go away. So I'm going to tell them I don't know. But when you say you don't know, you just made yourself the most coveted, desirable, mm -hmm. persuadable voter. So you either need to tell them you're with them or against them, whether it's true or not, to get that candidate or that organization in particular to stop calling. Or let's, it is over the ledge endorsed to tell them you are a felon. <laughs> It works. That's all I'm going to say. Like, they're very or, polite. Be like, oh, sorry about that. Or sir. just but if vote. They're smart, but if they're smart, the next question they'll ask you is if you're off paper. Because then if you're off paper, which is a term that I've learned, that means that you can vote again, even if you were a felon in the state. And that, that I'm going to say, I don't know. And then see where that gets me. <laughs> don't say, I don't know. It's going to get what I'm calling. That's right. <laughs> okay, Dana. Mm -hmm. What information is most important to evaluate to determine if you can win a race. Okay, so before you've decided to run, what is part of your decision process? A, your desire and the size of your pocketbook. Mm. B, the demographics of your district and registration trend. C, your desire and the demographics of your district. D, the demographics of your district and the sins of your opponent. <laughs> Or E, how many yard signs you have and how snarky you are on Twitter. Oh man. Uh can we can we talk about those desire questions the answers again? Uh yes. Just it was demographics and desire. Was that it yes. Desire and demographics, desire and pocketbook, or demographics and voter registration trend. Oof. Hard one. I desire Desire and demographics is also an opera that over the ledge is going to be <laughs> mounting very soon. Not not open pocketbooks. Okay. <laughs> a campaign named Desire. <laughs> Tennessee Williams. <laughs> oh wow. Uh, shoot. Well, um, I okay. I'm gonna have to go with uh, Desire and pocketbook because I feel like that's been the the past however many elections especially from like governor is that a that is a but unfortunately it's ah. b demographics and registration statistics really mm. not Although, desire or pocketbooks huh but, I hmm. can i add pocketbook to the demographic and also <laughs> yeah. i feel like it is kind of crucial it, it's <laughs> a huge thing yeah it is, but you can't. Sure. You cannot necessarily buy an election. And all you have to do is kind of look at Tony Sanchez or the curling oh. hair guy. Um, I should have written down, you also have to be hot. It's 
Just true. Mm-hmm. That's important. Kinky Friedman. Yeah. He but was... that's not true. How did Ted Cruz beat Beto? If that's the answer there. <laughs> because in a contest, Ted Cruz yeah. is well, let's just say what he lacks in personality. <laughs> hey, some, oh. I mean, November is chillier, so big dudes are a little more enticing during this, like, the chilly <laughs> time. Like, we give right. up more heat, so. His sad sack, like, beard. <laughs> Have y'all seen the, oh. <laughs> apparently, we're not supposed to talk about Ted Cruz because he's not Texas Ledge. This right? is Ledge. Seems to be. Oh, true. <laughs> but did you see his daughter had this TikTok where she pretty much destroys him <laughs> and talks about how he, cro- yeah, we all saw that. So I want to start awesome. at whatever her name is, Save Isabel. Yeah, the Poet Laureate of... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Aaron, final question of this game. What is the best way to fundraise? A, write yourself a check. B, blackmail your enemies, then your friends if you have to. C, be a rat. Use reason, amount, and time to craft your fundraising request. Or D, if people really like you, you won't have to raise any money. Well, um, I went to D.C. in eighth grade, and my wella helped me buy a tamale fundraiser. So I think a tamale fundraiser is the best way to get you to D.C. But we're talking Texas Ledge, so that might be a little bit different. Um, I'm going to... I honestly thought it was going to be special interest groups. I'm surprised that was not a, not an option. I was like, yeah, Exxon. Yeah, that's the easiest way to... to get Exxon to, to write your check. Yeah. 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 That, one, that one would work. Yeah. Uh, I feel like A is illegal, but I also feel like it's allowed. I don't think anything's illegal as far as fundraising <laughs> goes Texas, in Texas. Yeah. Is I'll shout in the dark. A. I'm sorry. It's B. Be a rat. Oh, oh well. What's the description yeah. of a rat? <laughs> reason amount and time yeah it's that that powerpoint that you missed at the highest <laughs> all of these came from that powerpoint oh so that <laughs> is the special interest group come so on Aaron. Yeah, that, well do you mean there stephanie like just the the candidate for like having a plan and doing call time and basically just dialing for dollars that's what i think i mean yeah i can see that there are going to be a lot of questions about the winner of this <laughs> This like the it's always going to be contested. Were these fair questions? The Was Reddit the pages are bribed. Up. Yeah. Cool. yeah, There there are no campaign finance limits in Texas for the legislature. They can raise as much money as they want. They can write themselves the biggest checks that they want. Um, it was actually, I can't remember who it was. I saw on Twitter yesterday, somebody announcing that they had raised, oh, actually this was an Austin race, but they announced they raised like $370,000, which was a huge amount. And then someone chimed in and said, well, that was $70,000 they raised and a $300,000 check they wrote themselves. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, where's that? I need, I need friends with these kind of pocketbooks. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Who can write like, a $300,000 check? Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine. Okay. Amy, how did we do here? Okay, well, including the asterisk question, Aaron is leading Dana by three to one. But we have another game coming up, so don't don't despair. 
So you could be clutching the rematch. bowling trophy. So. That's fine. Uh, we're going to put a pin in the game because we're going to lose Carrie. So we're going to skip to the interview. Awesome. And Thanks, here we go. Skipping. <laughs> <laughs> I don't right, know here. how much help I was anyway. <laughs> no, that was super helpful. And I think, yeah. Wonderful. I think one of the lessons there was even these things that I thought were pretty campaign 101, they're not, which I think gives us a good understanding about the baseline, that it's even how a campaign is run is even lower than I could have possibly imagined. It was no offense to Aaron and Dana. I'm not angry. <laughs> I'm just disappointed. It's okay, so, mom. <laughs> I'll do better, Mom. Okay. <laughs> okay. No promises on my end. I, you get what you get with me. You know. <laughs> so, Carrie, talk to us about Blue Action Democrats, what your inspiration was, and kind of what some of the challenges were, please. Sure. Um, actually, today is our fourth birthday. We, we had our first meeting Yay. four years ago today, which in COVID time seems like it was like a decade ago. <laughs> it seems like it was so long ago. Um, so we started Blue Action Democrats just in Southwest Austin. Uh, first meeting was January 7th, 2018. And I had spent the fall of 2017 sort of, you know, deciding to create the Get Shit Done Club. And I like, Furiously wrote this manifesto of all these things I thought should, you know, be done and nothing was getting done. And I was super mad about it, frankly. <laughs> you know, I didn't have, a, I had small children. I didn't have a lot of time. Trump had been elected and I'd showed up at, you know, a bunch of Democratic club meetings. And if y'all have ever done that, it, it um, felt like that they could do more. And so I, I went around to some other people who also seemed similarly frustrated and was like, Hey, do you want to be part of the get shit done club? And they're like, yeah, let's, let's get some shit done. It's like something's got to get done and nobody else is doing it. So we had our first meeting raised like $5,000. The first meeting, 120 people showed up in this little community center. And we obviously, you know, touched on a need. Um, and I, I think the thing that we've learned over the, the past four years is that people want to be invested in their own communities. They want to, um, you know, build a community of active citizenship and doing democracy with friends and with neighbors is fun. Um, and, you know, since then, we now I have, I think, 10 chapters stretching from Williamson County down to Bear County over to Harris County and Fort Bend and Houston, covering, I think, around a thousand precincts. I think we started out originally with 15, nine or 15 precincts. And, and, and we now have a Texas blue action parent organization, um, that, so I chair that now, and, uh, we have an executive director on staff. We have a data strategist on staff. Um, and we have hired, uh, two other regional organizers. And the idea here is to give these volunteer run neighborhood, uh, organizing groups, the tools that a well-funded candidate would have uh, in order to build that year-round infrastructure. Because y'all, this may shock you, but the way that the Democratic Party has been doing things in the state hasn't worked. <laughs> what? <laughs> we, oh. we haven't. Cut um, to commercial, Tom. Cut to commercial. <laughs> 
We haven't elected any statewide Democrats in the my adult lifetime, and I am not young anymore. Like the last <laughs> time we elected a Democrat statewide was 1992, 1994, something like that. I mean, I was in high school or like barely graduated high school. And that's, it just, it's never going to change if the thing that we keep doing is the same as what we have been doing, because that's the way that we've been doing it. So is what we're, is what Blue Action doing work? Um, I think so. Uh, in that first election cycle, which is 2018, we flipped a Texas House uh, district and elected Vicki Goodwin. In, an, in a district, like you were talking about demographic, demographics, I think that you, meet, you meant like political demographics, right? Not um, like they could draw these districts to be favorable for Republicans to get elected or Democrats to get elected, also called gerrymandering. And in um, all those suburban areas uh, 10 years ago, they, they shoved all these, these suburban areas into red districts. And those areas have been trending blue for a variety of reasons. And so we were in an R, a Republican plus six district, which meant that any, any, any person with an R behind their name was expected to win by at least six points. And we flipped that and Vicki Goodwin won by, I think, eight or nine points. Wow. And, and mm -hmm. it's, and we also, we just kept going because there was a um, city council race, the very first Austin city council races with the, the new individual districts was that year. And it was um, our district. Uh, was also expected to be slightly Republican, and Paige Ellis, who's the Democrat, um, won in the in the runoff. And I think mostly because Blue Action Democrats volunteers just kept knocking doors <laughs> after the November election all the way through December. And I think a couple of um, takeaways is that, uh, well, I'll just also say in 2020, went back and did it again, and Vicki Goodwin won her district, same district, um, by only I think a point and a half, less than two mm. points. Mm -hmm. But if you look at her district, she won the precincts that Blue Action Democrats volunteers were organizing by like seven or eight points. And she lost every other precinct where we were not organizing. And she would have lost that election if it hadn't been for Blue Action, um, you know, going out there and, and helping her campaign knock doors. So I think the lesson here is that um, some of the things that we did that I think work are that we start in January knocking doors. And part of the philosophy is that if we want Democrats to win in November, then we have to get Democrats out to vote in, in the March primary, right? They, for too long, I mean, we all, some of us may have done this. We know people who have done it where they're like, well, Republicans are going to win anyway. So I might as well go and vote in the Republican primary so that I can, you know, sort of pick the least worst person. Mm -hmm. And I would just ask y'all, are we, getting better or worse Republicans over the past decade. Is that working? Because I don't think that's well, look, working. Well, look, I'm crossing over for Don Huffines because <laughs> you, I think he's cute. Well, I just think that <laughs> if we're going to get horrible, Greg Abbott just has had his run. And uh, I think Don just needs a little self-confidence boost and maybe he'll be a better guy. I don't know if a lack of confidence is that dude's problem. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, uh, how are you different than like Indivisible Texas? And I think I'm thinking about like the Women's March. Mm -hmm. If you are a volunteer organization, what are you doing to manage 
I don't know how to ask this, people going off, you know, not liking what you're doing anymore and then starting their own niche or changing of leadership. How, how are you sticking to a script? Yeah, no, it's a great question because there were so many groups that popped up after the 2016 election, which I love. You know, I think it was this, you know, sort of, oh, shit, how did we get in this mess? And it's, you know, because of lack of participation in our own democracy. That's how we got in this mess. Um, so I, I'm thrilled that all those organizations, you know, sort of popped up and some of them have kind of fizzled and other ones haven't. Um, I think what sets Blue Action apart is that we were very focused on um, hyper-local organizing, you know, where I may theoretically want, you know, John Ossoff to get elected in whatever state he's from, but it's not actually going to be improve like my representation. Um, and so I think the focus on helping people organize their own neighbor neighborhoods. They meet people who, uh, you know, are also Democrats. People think that they're the only Democrat in the street or in the neighborhood. So meeting other people has built that community of active citizenship and that they have gotten to know candidates and they've helped elect candidates that, were, that will better represent them. That is sort of self-motivating. Um, and I think is the reason why um, we're still here and still growing four years later. Um, the other reason I think is that, um, you know, originally I started this group cause I got super mad, but this, it was never going to work if it was just going to be the Carrie Collier Brown group. Um, you know, you have to build up the leadership, um, of volunteers and then those people become leaders of the groups and maybe those people become, you know, decide to run for office. So, I mean, all of those chapters run completely. I have no idea what they're doing. They're like doing awesome stuff. But um, I think that's the reason you have to, you have to build an institution, which y'all, we had no idea what we were doing. <laughs> we had no idea what we were doing. We started out, we had no idea how to build this up. And there've been a lot of, um, you know, we've screwed up a, a million ways, but our philosophy has always been, well, let's try this. And if it works, we'll keep doing it. And if it doesn't, we'll like, okay, let's not do that again. <laughs> Let's try something else. We have also um, worked very hard to partner with the party. Um, I've always seen Blue Action as an on-ramp and a partner to the Democratic Party and not competition for the party. Um, there, I, I, I do hope that what we've shown is to push them into um, prioritizing investment in neighborhood organizing year-round. Um, because I think that it is the only way that we're going to flip the state. <laughs> it's the only way. <laughs> I understand that. Uh, well, we need to let you go. We were supposed to let you go a long time ago. So thank you oh, for sticking around. This has been awesome. I understand that you make quality mixtapes. How do you know that? Who told you that? <laughs> Let's just, I have my resources. Wow. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> what would be your mixtape going into this year? What are five That's songs funny. on your mixtape? I, I ha I'll just say that I haven't done that in a long time, but I'll even, I'll even tell myself, I don't know who told you that, but, but I, 
I'll, t- I'll tell myself uh, before I answer the question. One is that uh, I actually have all of the mixtapes that I, you know, recorded off the radio when I was like in middle school, and oh, yeah. they are indexed um, in my old trapper <laughs> keeper in like some <laughs> box somewhere. I'm not kidding. Um, and then uh, when you know CDs became a thing, I used to make mixtapes for people all the time. So that's that's really funny that you know that. I'm I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my mixtape for 2022. Oh man, I wish you'd ask me this ahead of time. Um, I, I'll, I'll throw in some Twisted Sister. We're not going to take it anymore. Um, <laughs> some, I think maybe that's, I'll just stick with that. That's my theme song. All, All Twisted right. Sister. <laughs> I mean, it's a classic. You know? <laughs> I was going to be hypercritical of your choices, but I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Hey, I will take awesome. gonna, whatever. Yeah. Gets it Tw- done to get yeah yeah Twisted song on repeat yeah. there you go I mean it's it's a it's an anthem mm-hmm. um you so need to take all those old mixtapes and make Spotify playlists and then mm-hmm. I will listen to them this could be a really big thing actually yeah I I uh, in all of my infinite time if I can find somebody to do, to do that it was one of my COVID projects you know putting all those into like an actual you know. Thing to to save them because they just yeah. been in boxes I hold around my whole life. <laughs> that is impressive though. To still have them, That's much really less index cool. them. So I can't knows. play them though. I don't have a tape player like or a sign you one. Yeah, I'll get you I, one. I miss mixtapes, man. You knew somebody <laughs> loved you too. if they made you a mixtape. Uh, you knew right? that. I made you a Spotify playlist, Stephanie. What else do you want from me? <laughs> just everything, Aaron. I just want everything can you make covers like yeah that was part of it too for spotify playlists you can like create a cover and everything yes Mm -hmm. you can okay and now there are even lyrics so that you can sing along on the bottom and realize you've been singing them incorrectly for years now (laughs) there were some george Strait songs i was like jesus am i texting i I got a lot of this wrong Yeah, like you have to get you used to have to get the album out and hope that they listed the song lyric or get tiger beat true (laughs) Corey Haim let's take a moment oh Corey Haim the Corey's yeah Corey's Carrie what are you up to next where can people find you and blue action democrats um they can check us out at blueactiondems.org and all the information about um, what the chapters are doing and how you can volunteer to block walk or calls or text or write postcards, lots of opportunities wherever you are. And if you're interested in starting a chapter, you can just email us and we can help get you all set up. Thank you very much. Great. Thank you all. Okay. This is, We're going to say goodbye blast. to Carrie, but stay. Thanks, everybody. We're going back to game number two. No! Carrie's gone. It <laughs> doesn't Bye, mean. Bye, Carrie. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. All right. She was delightful. Isn't she delightful? And so articulate. Wonderful. All Tell right. Let's muted, just a heads up. play game I'm joining, number two. Okay. I'm joining the party gang because oh, uh, the little templates that I made work best with five. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so. Here's the story. All right, Amy, let's okay, play the second game. All right. The Texas primaries are coming up on March 1st, 2022. What and why is primary? And haven't they already graduated from primary school? In the next game, the primary directive, nice. We'll learn more <laughs> about what's on the primary ballot. Let's play. 
Yay. Okay, so Tom is now your phone a friend. Yes. I don't know how useful. Good luck. <laughs> Hi. Tom. Just so you know, when I made the this uh, little template, at first I put primary de- detective. So that's how that's what you got going for you. <laughs> that one too. That could be a bit. Well, I'm so glad we yeah. talked on the phone. I was like, oh, okay. I guess I should. Let... Yeah. Dana, back to you. Yes. Mm-hmm. There are. Five Democratic candidates and eight Republican candidates on the primary ballot. Which of the following names are not one of those candidates? Shoot. Paul Ballou. Ballou. B-E-L-E-W. Eno Berrientes. Ray Blanco. Candy Cane Horn. Which one of those is not really? Oh, okay, okay. One of the, three of them are. Yep. All for right. what office? Uh, this is for governor. These okay. people are running for governor. Paul Ballou, Eno Barrientes, Ray Blanco, Candy Cane Horn. Candy Cane Horn. Where the Y is silent and invisible at the end. All right, come on. Candy Cane Horn. I'm not going to lie. That, that does sound like an East Texas woman who know, owns like a candle shop. And like, that's why I'm like, am I just skimming over uh, an actual name and saying, <laughs> oh, no, that's that's fake. Okay, I'm going to, you know what? Screw points, but Tom, I need your help. Um, <laughs> I want to say, I mean, it's pretty obvious candy? that it's candy cane, candy cane horn, horn, but it's so obvious that it's probably true. Yeah. So that's I was what I'm thinking. Saying. Ray Blanca, because yeah. he sounds like a porn star. More than Candy Cane Horn. And then you have Mr. Blue, too. So, okay, oh. Tom. Wait a minute. Is this a Reservoir Dogs thing? I know. Uh-huh. I don't think she's a Quentin fan, though. I don't think she yeah. is. No, I, I I'm she's... not a... Yeah, okay. Res Dogs is too too violent for her stuff. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Well, I'm not playing for... I'm, I'm playing for education, so I'm just going to say Bla- the Blanca is not on the... Y'all list. are correct. That is Woo! Spanish for oh. White King. Oh, do you see how meta I was there? Oh, uh-huh. so yeah. meta. But Candy so. Kane is running. That is a real person. Can you talk a little bit about Candy Kane? I could not find anything but <laughs> one like Twitter account for her. So I don't okay. know. She's probably busy stripping. Yeah, and I, I had don't that know. idea. It's like. There's some Texas names that are, or not Texas, but like, it's just oddball, but yet mm-hmm. it's a thing. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a hyphen or, or like a little. I don't like, know. There are people know. out there. If their last name was Kane, they're yeah. going to use candy. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and sometimes you just force it. Like I had a couple of buddies that were Troy Aikman Garcia. Like you're just, <laughs> you're just forcing the name at that point. Just... <laughs> I think I love that. All right, Aaron, which elected official in the state is the state official responsible for collecting taxes, overseeing the state treasury, and forecasting the amount of money that's available for the state's two-year budget? Is it the registrar, the governor, the attorney general, or the comptroller? My dumbass wanted to say county clerk, but that's county. Like, the name is in the... (laughs) So no. Um, uh, 
And I was going to say it with such confidence too. And I then I'm you, glad <laughs> it was honestly by like answer C. I'm like, no, it's County. They only work for the county. <laughs> um, so I kind of want to say registrar. Oh, no, oh, Tom's, uh, Tom's not in. Tom, Tom. Uh, I was a business owner. So I, oh, I yes. know who I paid this to. Uh, let's go with, let's go with D. Comptroller. Uh, D. The comptroller. The comptroller. It in. Good job. Thank yep. you, Tom. Yeah. yeah. Woo. Yep. Yeah. I, I used to get letters. Sometimes I would get calls from uh, the comptroller and they would say, hi, uh, is this Tom Booker? Yes. Um, uh, this is from the, we're from the, the, usually it was sales and use tax. I like, Oh, I'm glad you called because I've been getting a bunch of scary letters from you and I haven't opened them. What do they say? That's and they would tell me. I need to, I need to pay ours or figure out when it's due. Okay. You cannot use a phone, um, a friend here, Aaron for a bonus. Can you name the current comptroller? Ooh. Candy no cane horn. <laughs> so close. Um. <laughs> the plum king. <laughs> What's uh, the? Yeah. What is can, the? Uh, is are they? Can I get a hint? Like, are they? No. You just gotta know this one. Yeah. Uh, let's. Troy Let's Aikman. say that his first name is the name of a composer that did big band music, and then his last name is like a comic strip about Viking. What? Oh, I remember that comic strip, but I can't remember what's called. Oh, wait. I think Dana knows. Dana uh, knows. Oh, well, uh, wait. When you said it was comic, but um, John Astrid Erickson. <laughs> Glenn Hager. Oh. Glenn Hager. Oh. That was good, Stephanie. Those were good. I, I Thank you. Because she's doing, yeah. I only know that French comic with the, the, the French Viking Astrid oh, and Astrid. something. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I had to watch it in French class. I was like, I'm not going to, like, I don't really know any of this, but yeah. Oh, but that's a classic. It is a classic. Like, I learned later yeah, on. I was like, classic. oh, it's I just. German as well, so. Oh. I'm shocked nobody knew the Glenn Miller band either. <laughs> Thank you, Amy. Sorry. <laughs> All right, Dana. Yeah. How many state senators and how many state representatives do we have in Texas? Mm. Is it 50 senators and 50 reps or 50 senators and 150 reps or two senators and 150 reps? Or 31 senators and 150 reps. I got to say, I love the faces you make with each answer, Dana, because you're like, oh, oh, <laughs> like, you're, like, like, you're giving yourself hints somehow. <laughs> yeah. I thought my own Tom. <laughs> oh, my gosh. OK, for just the state in general. Just for or the for, state. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, well, isn't it? I want to say it's 150 house. Right. <laughs> 150 house and then oof 30 50 50 30 31 senators that's correct it's 31 senators and 50 reps i think you might have gotten a clue there no i don't know i, I only I know that because i was I felt, in over the ledge because you, you were bringing up yeah i felt i felt the spirit of 
31 senators mm-hmm. touching mm-hmm. that Nashville mojo. Uh-huh. <laughs> Coming through. All right, Aaron, how Woo! many of the 31 senators Ooh. are running unopposed, as in they have no primary challenger oh, and man. no general challenger? Oh, man. Zero, nine, five, or 20. I feel like it could be like five, and those five are like represent like West Texas, where there's like collectively like 40 people. Um, or it could be 20 because they're like, well, fuck it. They're, everybody's going to vote red anyway. Um, Tom, do you happen to know? I, I don't. I, I mean, I, I, I bet it's more than we think it is. So my guess would be nine. But that's kind, just a guess. It feels like a nice. Well, and place. I hate to say it, but like in a pandemic, if some of those uh, candidates are like, nah, I'm out. <laughs> like, <laughs> or if they, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I see where you're going. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, nine, nine feels good. Nine feels like a solid footing. You're right. It's nine. Hey! hey. Nine and nine. We got Brian Hughes, Republican. Charles Schwartner, Republican. Paul Bettencourt, Republican. Boris Miles, Democrat. Sarah Eckhart, Democrat. Brian Birdwell, Republican. Royce West, Democrat. Charles Perry, Republican. And Drew Springer. Republican. Were we going to have Sarah Eckhart as a guest one time? Um, we did. We, um, we actually did, Aaron, yeah. have her as a. Stephanie, a lot of times I'm in the back sweating, trying to get fluids back in so I don't pass out <laughs> on stage. Okay. Cut me some slack. Uh, you know, I'm it, a heavy it, sweater. It, it, it was on a podcast. <laughs> then, too. Um, you know, I'm a heavy sweater in general. <laughs> okay. So, how many of the remaining contested Senate races? So, Note that nine of them are are out. Is it nine or ten? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. Nine of the 31. So we have 22. Of those 22, how many of them only have primary candidates from one party? Mm. Zero. Two. Five. Or seven. Oh, my nose is itching so much. I think it's COVID. Um. Zero. Okay, okay. Let's two, five, or seven. Because that green party loves to sneak in. Three of those numbers are primary (laughs) numbers for the primary directive. Ooh. I'm so meta. That's yeah. I'm deep. You are deep. Exception kind of levels here. That's a conspiracy theory waiting to happen. I'm guessing. uh, I'm. I'm guessing. Go Seven? for it, Dana. Two. two. Sorry, two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Both Republicans. So this yeah. is what the takeaway is that eight of the 31 seats. Uh, is that right? Is that my math? Yeah. Eight of the 31 seats, 25% of them will be Republican and 10% of the Senate will be Democratic before we've even done anything. God. So I just, I just want to know how that makes you feel. Really. You know, deflated. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. How how do you feel, Aaron? Um, numb. Salt salt in the wound. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's 
no no uh if this was our candy cane <laughs> lane board game we're not getting anywhere uh, we're, going, we're going two steps back she's yeah, part of the sugar party that's <laughs> it's very sweet but uh, deadly. can mm-hmm. you imagine it means that some well okay Technically, it means so in the Senate, they run every four years, right? And they run on off years. So, 16 of them run one two year period, and 15 of them run another. Everybody's running right now every House member, every Senate member, because we just did redistricting. So, when the next session starts, they will pull numbers out of a hat to decide who runs in two years and who runs in four years. So, some people right now can do anything they want for the next four years. And you can't vote them out of office. You can't petition them out of office. Just, I just wanted to really lighten up your day. Okay, finally, <laughs> Aaron. Aaron, this is our first ever audio clue for a game. Yay! Oh, wow! Edge. All right! Okay, so we're going to listen I, to something. Go ahead. I think I figured something out, so, so I think it'll work. Okay. Which of the candidates for governor is talking in this clip? So we're going to listen first, and then I'll give you some choices. Here we go. I may be a lot of things, but one thing I'm not, I'm not an expert, okay? I read these articles. I read this stuff, but I'm not an expert. People love to tell me that I don't know what I'm talking about, or perhaps I'm a moron. And they remind me that I'm just not an expert. I just sit in my car. I sit here on this uh, on this set, and I talk. What would I know about politics, legislation, elections, procedures, holding elected office, budgets, bureaucracy, SARS, COVID, any of this stuff that's going on in the world? Well, to be honest with you, you're right. I'm no expert. But then again, we play the very next Oh, sure. I'm no expert, but I may be a lot of things, but one thing I'm not. I'm not an expert, okay? I read these articles. I read this stuff, but I'm not an expert. People love to tell me that I don't know what I'm talking about, or perhaps I'm a moron. And they remind me that I'm just not an expert. I just sit in my car. I sit here on this uh, on this set, and I talk. What would I know about politics, legislation, elections, procedures, holding elected office, budgets, bureaucracy, SARS, COVID, any of this stuff that's going on in the world? Well, to be honest with you, you're right. I'm no expert. But then again, I'm reminded that it was experts that built the Titanic. Uh, experts, but... Wow, the logic. Yeah, just remember, experts built the Titanic. Okay, Aaron, was this? Greg Abbott, Paul Ballou, Danny Harrison, Andy Kane Horn, Don Huffines, Rick Perry, not the one you're thinking of, Chad Prather, Alan West, Eno Barrientos, Michael Cooper, Joy Diaz, Beto O'Rourke, or Rich Wakeland. I can't help you. <laughs> I don't think it's candy cane. I, I mean, honestly, it could be. Let's be honest. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised Alex... Joe Rogan isn't running. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, let's be real. The only reason Rick Perry, this Rick Perry is running is just because, like, they're just trying to shoo it in for, like, <laughs> oh, sure. yeah, life was pretty good when Rick was running. I'll I'll vote for him again. That's that's the only reason. Okay, um, I'm going to narrow it down. It's a Republican candidate, and it is either Paul Ballou, Danny Harrison, Chad Prather, or Alan West. Candy's a Democrat? 
Uh, no, she's a Republican, but I didn't pick her. Oh, um, I just I, I narrowed it from eight to four. Jesus, Alan. So nice. He sounds like an Alan. Because I have a buddy, Alan, who kind of sounds like that. Um, is, is it not? Wait, that. give give me the other one. Give it. Give, give me the four one more Paul time. Paul Ballou, Danny Harrison, Chad Prather, Alan West. I kind of wanted to say Baloo because I like the name. Yeah, yeah, it's Chad Prather. Really? Mm-hmm. He apparently is quite set. a radio personality. Yeah, but not an expert. Not an expert. Just remember, experts built the Titanic. That's right. So you don't want to be an expert. In his no, own ever. logic, <laughs> it makes sense. In his own logic, you can't be mad at the guy. You're right. He's yeah. kind of cute. He's got that sexy. Uh, in a way Dumb. that you're like, don't talk. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> shh, shh, don't talk and don't vote. Just let me look at you. <laughs> All right, Amy, how did we do? All uh, right. Do we have a clear winner? I have Are to say, Aaron has won, even if, even if we, without the thing, he won by two points. There so, you go, Aaron. So. Aaron, right. congratulations. You are you. the Aaron. most knowledgeable comedian at Austin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Trying to figure out about, oh, he goes by Chad, by the way, it looks like. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, oh. yeah. That's a, that's a Texas country western singer if I've ever seen one. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, it's nice sitting in two, the place hold of two of being the best comic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it is yeah. a good point. You're the second best. Aaron, hey. is this the first time you've won? Uh, no, no he, I think I've won other ones. Sometimes he beat Stephanie me. Likes... Okay. <laughs> I was a comedian one time and he beat me. I've never let it go. <laughs> oh, I, we have a list. We have a list somewhere. Ooh, we should put that on the website. I like it. Uh, I have a joke here. I'm going to read. Wow. I am really going to have to give that Chad Prather another look. Who needs an expert? Am I right? That's why I go to the dollar store when I need heart surgery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Are we going to the that monologue thing. now? Do a yeah, monologue let's go to the monologue. All Please right. laugh. Clap roariously. <laughs> All, All right. right. Okay, everybody. Here we go. Thank you to our seven watchers. Thank you, Mom, Dad. All right. Texas is recording a record number of positive COVID-19 tests just as we send children back to school. Maybe they can make masks out of all the books that have been banned. I just hope they don't use the Lewis Sakar classic holes. Last week, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick tested positive for COVID, but didn't tell anyone because he was afraid it would ruin his street cred for being the most negative politician out there. Hey. Oh, hey. Double good. negative. Double negative. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Governor Greg Abbott asked the Biden administration for help with COVID-19 testing sites and antibody treatments, stating, I can't be expected to deal with the consequences of these lax laws. What am I, the governor? <laughs> rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> the Texas teacher retirement system has just paid $116 million to build the first stage of a new Austin headquarters. Glad we said no to a cost of living adjustment for this, said no retired teacher anywhere. I bet. Um, Nobody needs a building. We can all work from home. 
I just, I just they had the fanciest buildings, except yeah. except for the teachers. They can't work from home. They no. can't. I mean, I'm sorry. No. And nurses can't. No. I mean, there are a lot of people who can't. Yeah. But anybody who sits at a desk in an office like with no the- front end customer service tasks can work from home. It's just yeah. big, big corporate housing known as rental. You know what I'm saying? We know. You're right. Just like big Zoom. Uh-huh. Big, Zoom. big Zoom versus big corporate housing. <laughs> okay. Okay, hold on. i got to articulate for this one. ERCOT and PUC Insider said Governor Greg Abbott intervened to put a positive spin on the strength of Texas's power grid ahead of recent storms. And by positive spin, I don't mean he helped craft the messaging. I mean, he held up a sign with a large plus and did a wheelie outside the governor's mansion. <laughs> He's putting so much spin on things. They've appointed him the new head trainer at Peloton. There you go. Oh, oh. that's good. Oh. Expensive. Okay. <laughs> okay, this one's long. Sit back. Take a Sit nap, back. gang. Just it, right. it'll take a minute, but it'll all get there. Don Huff finds gubernatorial candidate and overall goober. Legend that the Cowboys will win the Super Bowl if he's governor. When asked how this would be accomplished, he said, have you met my friend, the Diebolt Jumbotron? Now, look, this is funny because Diebolt makes election equipment and Republicans think you can rig election equipment. So Don is saying he's going to cheat. Okay, that's the joke. Oh. oh, right. He's going to cheat just like Jerry Jones and Adrian Peterson of the Minnesota Vikings did. Now, that layer is funny because nobody would ever suspect that I would know about this scandal. Okay. Uh, it, now, did you know? Hold on. This I, joke is still going here. Longer than this? <laughs> well, did you know that Don Huffines wanted to be a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader? No. He wasn't allowed to try out because he didn't have a pair of twins. He just was a twin. Oh! Oh! That joke is over. That was worth the drive. That That was. was. You know, that's a, that's, so basically you're workshopping a one woman show with that joke, I think. Yeah, that's a scenic, a really scenic jaunt into the. (laughs) Cowboys. Mm -hmm. Peterson's not with the Vikings anymore. Just. Do you know what that scandal was? I just Googled it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but he's not what he's not. He, All he, right. He, he is a sooner though, Tom. He he is a sooner. Oh, good. Yeah. Look at yeah. he's, Tim Tim Coyle sent me this. Oh look Aww. at that. Did you notice that the American statesman today had weather for Oklahoma? Really? really? Yeah, on the weather page instead of Texas, it was Oklahoma's <laughs> on purpose. On the, the print and electronic edition, What's and uh, we have to say that James Knup is who noticed this. <laughs> yeah, it's real. Go look for it. Okay, I still have some more jokes. Okay. Oh, okay, hold on. I've got this stat here. There we go. Oh, Ooh, okay, just one more. Okay, the Texas GOP is in some hot water after tweeting a photo that said. If you can wait in line for hours for COVID testing, oh. you can wait in line to vote for person. You can wait to vote in line in person. Over the Ledge was surprised to learn that this was the nice version of the post. The one they posted on Parlor said, 
If you can wait in line for hours for food from the food bank, you can get a job. Loser. Oh. Dane, it's not real. That's the joke. Okay. That is, the second one is the joke. Oh. The joke. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're welcome, everybody. 1980s dentistry there. As a reminder, everyone, the last day to register to vote in the March 1st primary is January 31st. Early voting starts February 14th. And applications to vote by mail must be received by February 18th. Mark your calendars now. Boom. And oh. scene. All right. Yay. 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 All right. Skip to man and wife. Skip to the end. Maybe. Okay. Where are we? Man and wife. That's from over the, that's from Princess Bride when he's like, skip to the end. Oh, got it. Man and wife. Man Thank and you. wife. Well, I'm not married. Oh, can I do the uh, thank our sponsors? Yeah, let's thank those sponsors. Thank you, sponsors. We hope you caught our bonus episode, Under the Ledge, where we did a deep dive into the 1983 fire in the Lieutenant Governor's apartment that happened inside the building. And we've got an extra special announcement. We'll be back live in person September 16th to 18th Woo! 2022 at the Lawn Center. Yay! All right. Dana, will you be in it again? Oh my gosh, you're asking me live? I am. Putting on the spot. <laughs> will you be in my play again? Wait, this is in September? Yeah. Let's talk about dates. Call me, hon. Oh God, that's a no. <laughs> oh, Aaron, I know. But I know Wait, Aaron and Amy are in. Wait, this September. Yeah. Yeah. Be fine. I, I don't know. I'm trying to deal with my lactose intolerance. What if I? Had, what if that's a bad weekend? You know, I might have some ice cream or something. You know, I'm in it, Stephanie. We'll have some tofuti cuties on set. I'll take it. <laughs> um, all right. Thank you so much to our special guests, Carrie Collier Brown and Dana Yanoshak. Yay! Dana, where can people find you on social media, and where are you performing next? Ooh. Okay. You can find me on Instagram. That's at Dana Yanashak. I know it's a mouthful. D-A-N-A-Y-A-N-O-S-H-A-K. Dana Yanashak at Instagram. And then you can find me in the most secret, secluded, sort of Texas Renaissance Fair meets D&D LARPing experience. <laughs> I might be dressed up as a gnome. I might be some other kind of monster. Come to Tiny Minotaur. It, it looks cool. Yeah. It looks really cool. Yeah, are you like available a... for parties and are you acceptable for yes. 10-year-olds? Are 10-year-olds, is this a yes, PG-10? If you email us at thetinyminotaur.com, then you could book a session and have a fantastic time with your group and it's only your group um it's a very private experience and you get to kind of like a movie traverse through the rift and uh like sci-fi not sci-fi but basically uh like high fantasy fantasy yeah oh honestly you could come dressed up as anything just want to make sure that you have a fun time and be nerdy all right drink some Swill at a tavern. <laughs> anyway, you can find me there. <laughs> Wonderful. Great. Thank you. <laughs> and thank you to Aaron Salinas and to our Yay. Aaron. 
And to our over-the-ledge benevolent empress, Stephanie Chiarello. Thank you to our sound engineer, Tom Booker. And just remember, do you want to say it? Uh, Good morning. I love you. Or Tom Booker loves you. (laughs) Both. Both. There you go. All right. All right. Thank you to Amy Lowry for guiding us through this episode. And that's our show. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you get yours. Like us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and now TikTok as at Over the Ledge. Woo! Bye. Thank you. Thank you, Mom, Dad, Chad. Appreciate it.